Right. It is Tuesday, February the 10th, 2015, and this is the Yo World Podcast. I'm Jacob. I'm Gary. Hey. Hello. That is the third take on that intro, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, we're doing well today. Yep. Super great. Uh, apologies for the sound of my voice. I am a little bit under the weather this week, but I just couldn't stay away from you guys. We love you too much. I know. Also, narcissism is strong. <laughs> um, so let's get into it. Yes. Um, a couple things that we want to talk about, a little bit of business to take care of ahead of mm-hmm, time. Mm-hmm. Um, first thing, uh, we just kind of want to remind people uh, what the purpose of the podcast is. Yeah. Um, we've had some feedback in the forums, uh, a little bit from different players about the content of the podcast, the things that we talk about. Um, so just a quick reminder, the podcast is kind of intended to be an informal discussion, um, mostly between Gary and I, but with the thought of you guys listening. Sort of intended to be fun, uh, engage the community, let people know what we're thinking, the direction that we're going, uh, but also kind of have a good time sure. um, and bring a little bit of fun to yeah. the experience, right? That, that, I'd say that's accurate. Absolutely. I think, that, you know, we want to... We want you guys to get to know us. We've gotten to know you. Um, we want to have that relationship. Yep. I mean, I certainly wouldn't want the podcast to become just Jacob and I alternating listing of facts. Yep. Um, you that's know, that, boring. That sounds pretty boring and dry. I mean, and that's why we, we offer the summary as well. Um, just in case you don't want to listen to the 40 minutes or whatever it happens to be that week. Yeah, you can read it in about five. You can, you can, you can skim it in two, really. I mean, and, you know, I think that's fine. Yep. So, Cool. Um, so we also wanted to talk about uh, how player questions are chosen. So yep. we had some feedback saying, why do you keep choosing the same people? You know, are you playing favorites? Why hasn't my question been selected? And so really, we don't actually look at who is asking the question initially. We really just choose questions we think that are different and yep. also kind of play on topical ideas that people have been asking. Exactly. Um, so we can kind of help answer things that are coming up quite a lot. Um, you know, and some things unfortunately aren't suitable to talk about in a podcast and whatnot. And so, you know, uh, there's it's certainly no favoritism. Yeah, exactly. Um, some things we've already talked about and other guises. And we um, recognize, I mean, I recognize that people don't necessarily listen to every podcast. Like if somebody's listening sure. to the third podcast and they didn't have their question answered, it might've been answered in the second one. Sure. Uh, and we will revisit those. We just don't want to revisit them week by week. Exactly. Yeah. We don't want to sit here telling you the same thing over and over and over again. It wouldn't be very interesting. Yep. Um, hey, the Yo Glasses contest. Yo Glasses. You know, it's funny. We released that last week and we didn't talk about it on the podcast at all. I think the timing was kind of weird on it. Uh, yeah, we actually, I think we released it at the same time that we recorded the podcast. Yeah, yeah. There was something uh, so like that. So it was a little uncertain as to whether or not we were going to fit it in. Uh, but we'll talk about it this week. Sure. Uh, so if you take a look in the game right now, you'll see a little pair of glasses uh, down in your down in your toolbar. My computer just caught fire. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, so you'll notice, uh, down in the toolbar, there's a little pair of glasses, uh, and in that little pair of glasses, you get the pop-up, uh, that tells you about the Yo Glasses contest. I'm not doing a great job of describing this right now because I got distracted by my computer, but I, I'll get it together, I swear. Uh, so basically what happens is every time you buy a pair of glasses, and people have asked about this, we'll clarify a little bit. Every time you buy a pair of the Yo World glasses, uh, that purchase counts as an entry into a contest, uh, that will result in a draw at the end of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, where the winner of that draw is going to receive some Big Viking game swag, as well as a one-of-a-kind, crafted by Greg Thompson himself, pair of Yo World glasses mm-hmm. signed by the Yo World team. Absolutely. Um, and little sweetener that we haven't told anybody, we're also going to send out BVG hockey pucks. There you go, BVG hockey pucks, right yeah. from Canada. Yeah, the most Canadian thing that we can send you. Correct. Yep. 
Um, so there'll be 10 people to receive the BBG <coughs> swag and then one lucky person that receives the Your World glasses. Yep. So um, an, an important question that comes up with this is, um, you know, if you buy the glasses from someone else, do you also get an entry into the contest? The answer to that is no. Uh, we don't have a good way of tracking that. And only the person who initially purchases the glasses from us uh, gets the entry. Yep. So make sure you buy them right from the store or from the pop-up. That's yeah, the best I would avoid... I would avoid buying them from other people and thinking that you're going to get an entry into the contest because sure. it's not owning the glasses that does it. Yeah, exactly. It's the initial purchase of the glasses. Um, I can also talk to as well that the glasses themselves um, were actually 3D, somewhat 3D printed and then crafted by Greg Thompson himself. Um, they are one of a kind. Uh, the material cost is quite large. And then the additional amount of time that went into actually making the file that, you know, defined the glasses and how they would look and whatnot, um, you know, it's quite expensive. So overall, these glasses, you know, are worth over a thousand dollars um so it's actually quite a a large prize when you consider the value of greg's time alone yeah exactly right i mean he's he's a busy man he's a smart man so his time is worth a lot and then you know the uniqueness nature of them um you know they're actually quite a valuable thing indeed um so that's why there's only one in the entire world at this point um not to say that we couldn't possibly make some more later or something like that but this will be the one and only unique red pair of glasses and yeah they're all signed by the your world team on the front and then Greg and I have signed them on the back. So yep. they definitely are a one-of-a-kind collector item. I put a smiley face on there. Wow. Jacob yeah. put a smiley face on there. Yeah. That's worth at least an extra $10 in the valuation. I would say. It has to be. Yeah. So I mean, signed by famed internet podcasters, Gary and Jacob. <laughs> They've only done four episodes so far, but they're pretty famous. I, every single episode has been great. Yes, three was maybe a little weak (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah ultimately uh we think it's a pretty cool contest it's a really cool way for players to get a unique piece of your world memorabilia um and so yeah every time you buy a pair of glasses you get the entry and then on the 28th um the contest will close we'll draw the next week and we'll let you know who won yep um so we've got some updates to talk about as well Mm -hmm. uh big update went out today yes uh very nice update uh the layering update went out today layering Good old layering. Good old layering. Uh, so layering has been added to your Yo's faces. Yes. So you can now put on multiple eyes, uh, multiple mouths, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, nice thing about this is that you can further customize your look. So if you've got, for example, makeup that you wanted to put with other makeup, you can do that. Um, we've had a lot of positive feedback so far about the layering of eyes because now you can create a very customized eye look, which yeah. is not something that you could do before. At the time of recording, I mean, the update's only been out for about 20 minutes, but all the feedback has been unanimously positive at this point. Yep. The only uh, sticky part I did see was players saying that uh, the num- the amount of outfit slots you have hasn't increased. Yep. And what we'll likely do is increase the number of slots for the number of things that are now uh, layerable. Yeah. So, because they didn't sort count the worst slots at yeah. all, so we'll add one for each of those for the baseline. The two things that we couldn't allow to be layered, which didn't really make sense, uh, were face shapes and skin. Yep. So what actually happened is if you tried to remove a skin, uh, the game broke quite badly. Yeah. Um, you got to have skin apparently to live. Uh, same in the real That's world weird. as it is in your world, but you can't just be an invisible person. Um, and also face shapes just got really weird as well. We could yeah, see a, a good reason. Strange, right? Yeah. So ultimately those two are still going to be the one per player uh, limit, but everything else you can go hog wild. So, and, we, and we're loving what we're seeing so far. And I think, you know, given time, we're only going to see really, really even cooler stuff so that's really nice um Uh, map update map update so i'll talk about this briefly uh we yeah we put out the map update um basically we looked at the feedback we got uh we know we were able to determine 
the things that players didn't seem to like about it. Yep. Um, and that was mostly that it was extra clicks or extra mouse movements to go to where you would normally go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so we solved that by you're now able to double click any area of the map to instantly go there to the best server we choose for you. I'm um, sorry, the best world that we choose for you. So that that's pretty much no change there and compared yep. to the original. Um, and we also made it so that if you're going to the factory, automatically chooses the least populated uh, factory to go to because of, you know, apparently the factory is quite hard to navigate when there are people in it. Yep. Um, that should probably be fixed, but that's that's for another time. Um, and we also made it so that uh, players in the interior of public spaces also count towards the total. Because yep. people, for example, on the exterior of Vinny's Diner were counting towards the population count, but people yep. on the interior weren't. So that was kind of a weird one. So that's all fixed up now, too. Um, so that was great. So we um, believe that these updates will rectify the majority of the issues players were complaining about. Uh, one of the positives I've really noticed with the map update is that I can see people already spreading out to different areas of the game. Right. Um, I've noticed like there's more people at the music store. There's more people at Vinny's Diner. There's more people down at the beach. Uh, because you don't just have to go to Alton's to hang out with people, right? Right, exactly. Um, and sometimes Alton's gets really crowded, right? Yeah, and You want to go sure. somewhere that has like 10 people instead of... 30 people and it lets you tailor your experience better exactly and i mean i'll speak to a really important point about this too um you know people did question you know why would you choose to do this instead of something else and whatnot uh well as a general idea we do have five developers in the project right now and you can't have five people working on one thing it doesn't really work it'd be like having trying to have five chefs cut one carrot it just doesn't really make sense um on some bigger things they might double up but for the most part it's just one person per task so we you know we do things as they come up uh, as they make sense to do so one thing that continually comes up is players ask us for more map areas they want to see the waterfall become somewhere that's visible they want the underworld to come back they want uh, to expand from the ville kind of style to more of a world area but there's no real sense in dedicating a huge amount of time to do the art and the development on that if we don't know that players are actually using the areas that they have So if we do this update and we see that everyone's still hanging out at Alton's, then doing a map update where there are new areas available yeah, is not going to be high on our list because it's not going to make sense to do so. Yeah. So that's a really interesting part of it too. Um, and you'll be able to see the same. Um, and as well as I just find that, you know, players would often complain about the fact that there didn't seem to be anyone online. They couldn't really find anyone to talk to. So now the game is a much more uh, social experience in that they can find players to talk to. Um, there's, you can always see who's online and find someone that you haven't met before. So I think that's a really cool part of the update as well. Um, I also wanted to speak very briefly to the idea of the feedback on this. So we got some really good feedback that really helped us make some minor changes to the feature, which made it more usable for everyone, yep. which I think is fantastic. We did also get some other feedback, um, which I wanted to talk about, which was less helpful, and and what you can really do to help us help you. Because I mean, ultimately, we're making this game so that you can enjoy it. Yeah, that's 100%. Pr- that's, that's, that's the entire point of us doing this. So when you give us feedback, we want to be able to act on that. Um, yep. However, some of the feedback we got wasn't really actionable. I saw a lot of things like, this is the beginning of the end with no quantification, uh, no, yep. no, no specification as to what that means. I don't like this period. I don't like this period without any kind of reasoning as to why they didn't yep. like it or what was wrong with it. Um, a lot of the times these things just take a couple of days to settle and then yep. people will start to really appreciate um, what the update does for them. Change can be disruptive to people, right? Exactly. And even we saw this even with like 10 minutes, with like one person, that person would pose and say, I don't know if I like this. And then they would come back 10 minutes later and be like, nope, I see why you did it. That's cool. Yep. Um, but I mean, we can't really go into this and develop the game into something and take it to new heights uh, without changing anything. So yep. there will be changes to the game. 
Um, and some of them you'll like, and some of them you won't, and some of them will hopefully you won't like at first, but then you'll, you'll begin to like it because we're not going to do things we don't think will be popular. But it's really important that if you do decide to come to the forum and give us your feedback, that you give us stuff we can use. Yep. Um, um, great example of that is some of the feedback we got was, I don't like that I have to click here and then go down and go to the drop down menu and select another thing and then click go. And right. that's where the double clicking came from. It's a direct response to player feedback that was constructive, right? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so if, like, if you tell us what the problem is and it's a problem multiple people are experiencing and it's problem we can definitely understand mm -hmm. it's like oh yeah i get how that impacts your gameplay experience we're sure. gonna fix it for you absolutely i mean you know we've been playing this game i mean i've personally played this game for a number of years now i <clears throat> think my install date was around 2011 but yep. you know i don't play it as nearly as much as the kind of person that would play it for 16 hours a day where it's their main occupation they really enjoy it it's a yep. huge part of their entertainment right so we need that feedback from the people that play it the most to help yep. us understand um, you know, and help us steer the ship a little bit. So we really appreciate that feedback. Just continue making it positive, continue making it constructive. Yep. If you do feel the need to post something on the lines of, this is the beginning of the end, this is proof that the game is going downhill, everyone's going to leave because of this change, please do reevaluate um, posting that and try and come up with something that you think would be helpful to help us understand why you're saying this and what we can do to resolve it. Because yeah, I mean, if you can identify what you believe the problem is, sure, and then to the next degree offer potential solutions to that problem sure. that's i mean that's very actionable for us right it's something that we can actually work on which is great yeah i mean and and there will be some people that will say something along the lines of well it's not our job to tell you how to fix your game or tell you how to do good game design that's why we pay you the money and you're not wrong i mean yeah. that's that is that is an opinion you can have but at the same time, if you do come into every feedback thread and say, I don't like what you guys are doing, you're doing it terrible, mm -hmm. you know, everything you do is bad, then you, you're just going to get yourself kind of out of the feedback loop where we know that we can't really look at your opinion as something we can do something with. Well, also, we're going to have a little bit of bias, right? Sure. When it comes right down to it. Like, when we design features, we're going to design features for the way in which we play the game. Sure. Um, and there's sort of a standard way that we sort of play the game. And, like your use case may vary and that's just the reality of it in terms of game design. It's one of the complicated things about designing games. Like one of the things with the map update that I hadn't even really considered if I'm being totally honest with you is people saying, well, I used to click on the map and then go to the salon through the map. And that's not how I get to the salon. I just open it up right in my home. Sure. Right. I just open up the, you know, the dressing menu and then I click on go to the salon and then I'm there. So they navigate, like those people were navigating the game in a completely different way than I ever navigated the game. Sure. Uh, and it's it's really eye-opening to see how people play it. And that feedback is really, really important. Exactly. I mean, we, we do do our best job to make sure that, you know, all avenues to get to somewhere is looked at. And we try and make sure we're covering all, all avenues and all areas. But yeah. the game is designed in such a way that sometimes things we just didn't really know about. And then people post about them, let us know. And then we're like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, we're... We're imperfect people. Sure, exactly. So I mean, <laughs> I can say it. To, to wrap it up, uh, we think the map is much better now. Uh, yep. If you do still do not like it, please take the time to really articulate what it is about it you don't like, yep. so that we have a chance to fix it. If you wanted to say it's bad, I mean, feel free to do so. But you know, we can't really do anything with that. So please know that you know we can't look at that. Yeah. So um, okay. So next thing up, uh, I want to talk about just real quick. Uh, is fraud. So fraud is, I would say, an increasing problem in the game. Yep. Um, essentially, people are starting new accounts uh, to use hacked 
PayPal accounts to obtain Yocash in the game, sell it to other players for low money, yep. uh, and then get banned, and then they're gone. Yep. And essentially, this costs us thousands and thousands of dollars a month. Um, yep. It costs us a lot of man hours to deal with. Um, and we do have automated systems to handle this, and we're improving our security on this all the time. But where you guys come in is, you know, bootleg DVDs would not exist if people weren't buying them. Yep. In the same way that hacking Yocash wouldn't be profitable if people weren't willing to buy it from other players. That's right. So if you come across Yocash or, or Yocoins or a deal that basically seems too good to be true, the person yep. looks shady, you know that the, these coins are not from a reputable source, they're either from a hacked player or stolen currency or whatever it happens to be, yep. uh, please do take the time to really evaluate um, whether or not you do support that person. Because again, they are actually hurting the game quite badly. Yeah. Um, as well as if you start interacting with known cheaters, you have the potential to get caught up in our anti, anti-fraud and anti-cheater uh, measures. Yeah, the automated systems will probably nab you. Yes. And and we will look at you and say, okay, you're a legit person and we'll unban you. But that yeah. those are that's days of time where you won't be able to play the game just because you happen to want to buy <clears throat> things from this this cheater. Yeah, um, we don't we don't want to discourage overall trading in the game, obviously. No, it's not an at all. Part of the game. But as Gary said, I mean if the going rate of Yocash is say twenty to one um, for coins for cash, um, twenty of course being thousand, I know I know what the economy looks like. <laughs> um, and somebody's offering it up for you know five to one, yeah, you should really question that price, yeah. Um, because I mean, think about what a reasonable person would do, right? A reasonable person is going to have an idea of what the selling price is, and they're not going to undercut themselves just because they're impatient. Exactly. You know, people will undercut, but only to a certain point, right? Yeah. Um, and, and one last part, too. I mean, we do know that there are still some people out there who are buying coins from uh, hacker accounts via PayPal and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, our, again, our detection methods are only getting better all the time. If you yep. continue to do this, you will be caught and you will be banned. It is against our terms of service, mm-hmm. and we are not lenient on this whatsoever. Yeah. So for the sanctity of your account and to ensure that you know you're supporting us and you're not causing us more trouble... Uh, please do not support these people. Please do not interact with them. Uh, it's not a good idea, and it's not worth putting your account at risk. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as you say, it's that's our zero tolerance thing. Uh, the reason that, um, above all else, we have zero tolerance on this is because it hurts the most people. And that's kind of how people have asked about this. It's a bit of a tangent, but I'll talk about it anyways. People have asked about how we decide how bans are handled. Sure. Um, Things that hurt us as a company, obviously, are very high precedent for us. Uh, Additionally, things that hurt other players are very high precedent for us. Uh, So people may question, um, you know, bans for fraud, obviously, really, really high on the list. Mm -hmm. Um, Bans for abuse, like chat abuse and player abuse, um, things that happen in a public forum tend to be given a higher precedent because they hurt more people than things that happen in private conversation. Yes. Uh, And that's, I just wanted to sort of clear that up because people have asked about how we make these decisions. Um, We have been more lenient about certain things uh, recently, um, but I wouldn't push the leniency too far. Yeah. I mean, again, it's all fun and games, but you know, it's not worth losing your, your world account over. So yeah, please do take care. Please do not uh, break the rules. You may get away with it for some period of time, but, we will catch you eventually. So yep. it's not worth it. 
Um, okay, so there was one quick mention I wanted to bring up. It was it was kind of a funny thing, but uh, I thought I would mention it in the podcast. So what happens is with these with these bans that we put down on people um, who abuse the game and whatnot, what what started to happen is they've started to go to um, our business business review sites, such as our Google Business page, our Facebook page for Big Viking Games, and give us negative ratings because they're unhappy that we chose to ban them, choose to ban them from the game. Yep, um, and they somehow it's, it's a little vindictive yeah, for sure. It's a little malicious. Um, and they somehow believe that by giving us a negative rating, we're going to unban them, um, you know, which is never going to happen. It's just yeah. kind of a misguided attempt. But unfortunately, um, the only three reviews we've actually had on our Google business page are from people who were discontent with our actions and are seeking to uh, bring us down, essentially. Yeah. Now, that's not going to happen. But if you do like what we're doing, if you do like our yo values and the fact we're trying to keep you safe and secure, if you do like how we're handling the game, and you're appreciative of the fact that we took it over and continue to support it. Um, we would love to see you guys head over to our Google business page, to our Big Viking Games Facebook page, and give us a fair rating based yep. on, on your assessment. And give us an honest one based on what you think Sure, exactly. But if you're going to rate us one star, please do ticket us and, and tell us what's going on. We do want to make sure that you're happy with the game and make sure that your views are represented and, and we how we go forward. definitely listen to feedback all the time. Absolutely. We listen to feedback all the time. I would really hope at this point that people do see that we really do listen to feedback. We really do take it seriously. And we really do care about what our players say. Um, but, you know, if you want to head over there and give us a review um, and, and, and let people know what your honest experience has been like, we would really encourage you to do that. And we'll put some links up in the feedback thread uh, to allow you to easily do that, too. Yep. Cool. Uh, a couple upcoming things uh, just in response to player feedback. Uh, we are listening to you guys. Uh, so the layering update for faces has actually already come out. Yep. Um, Anti-Valentine's Day stuff. People have asked for it. Mm -hmm. It is coming. Uh, mm -hmm. The artists are working on it right now. Yep. It's not coming out today. Um, however, the coin house that people have been asking for is being released today. Yes. Um, John has actually just finished the release right now. Um, by the time you hear this podcast, which will be tomorrow, it's going to be out. Um, and the outfit manager is coming as well. Um, Clinton is working hard on that. Mm -hmm. but it's as, looking really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, and Hot Rod had actually asked about that, just to shout him out. Uh, Hot Rod, we know about it. It's coming. I know it takes, a, like for people with large inventories, it takes a long time to sort through stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so we're aware it's coming. Yeah. And we've got uh, additional plans to help deal with some of the larger inventories and help separate some of that stuff out. Clean it up a bit, yeah. Yeah, clean it up, make it faster, all that kind of stuff. So, yep. yeah, cool. Okay, player questions? Player questions. Player questions. <laughs> Do not do that jingle. No, that's a jingle from a different podcast. It is terrible. It's the best jingle. It was Come the worst on. jingle. It's terrible. Okay. Crystal asks, will you ever offer an IPO for the future? Um, basically stocks. Yeah. So what I'll say to this is I have no idea. Uh, I don't deal with the financial side of BBG. It's not something that can be announced ahead of time, as I understand either. Yeah. I um, mean, IPOs are something that are held very close to the vest anyways until yes. it happens. Um. And, and we're flattered that you would like to invest in BBG. Yeah. Um, you know, and that you feel we're doing such a good job that it would be a, a wise place to put your money. Yeah. Uh, to but, send your investments, email Gary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Checks payable. No, but uh, we don't, we honestly don't know. Um, it's not something we can announce on a podcast. Uh, yeah. You would hear about it in the news first, I imagine. Oh yeah. I mean, we would, there would be a press release is the sure. way that, that generally works. Yeah, as far exactly. as I understand. There'd be, um, there'd be things that would happen there. You know, to be fair, I have not grown any companies to IPO status. Sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the kind of thing that would be up to, uh, either Greg or Albert. Yes. Um, uh, that's, that's not our domain. <laughs> yeah. We, we just, we just make the games. Uh, we don't know about the IPO stuff. Yeah. I, I just have people draw bear costumes. There you go. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Wingnut. 
Well, this can't possibly go wrong with a name like Wingnut. Uh, has a question. Would it be possible to add uh, an add YoCash PayPal button to the top of the game or perhaps a permanent link to the YoWorld PayPal purchase site? Uh, unfortunately, no. This is something that Facebook is really not a big fan of. Yeah, they're, they're quite harsh on that idea. Uh, they yeah. stipulate that if you're playing on Facebook, you're not allowed to direct people um, to alternate purchasing sites, even if those sites offer the exact same products at the exact same price. Yep. Um, it's okay as a backup, um, as I understand it, but they, they are not a big fan whatsoever. And it's the kind of thing that they could uh, remove your app from Facebook for, yep. um, which is another reason why it's a good idea to build yourworld.com and have PayPal on there and kind of make that a more central yeah, site. So we're not on. one beholden to. Correct. Exactly. If, if Facebook doesn't like something that we do and then they decide to take the game offline, that would be disastrous, but it won't be if we have yourworld.com. We yep. just kind of broaden our options, make the game uh, more robust that way. But yeah, unfortunately it's not, it's not something Facebook wants. Um, they're very adamant that they, they get their slice of the pie. Not, not understandably. Not unfairly. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's understandable why they would want that, but yep. uh, yeah. So that, but that's why we have on the forums. It's not part of Facebook. That's why we have it uh, in our signatures. It's not part of Facebook. Yeah. So. Uh, Wingnut also asked, uh, just to follow up his thread, uh, when Canadians say about, it sounds like a boot. What's up with that? Now, I probably just said a boot without realizing that I was saying a boot. Are you saying two different words? <sighs> about and a boot. What's wrong with that? I don't know. Why are you saying a boot? I've always thought that I say about, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm pretty sure I say a boot. Yeah, I mean, the only time I've ever actually seen that be a thing was uh, there was a road safety video I was watching as part of my uh, driver education in Canada. Yeah. And uh, I think the guy was from maybe Nova Scotia or somewhere yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a boat. Yeah, and he would say a, a, a boat instead of a boot. Yeah, it's very similar to a boat. Yeah, they would say like, oh, when, you're, when you're going around the roundabout, you yeah. know, and you'd be like, oh, okay, that's very yeah, Canadian. There it is. Yeah. I have been told that I say quarter like an American, though. Quarter? Yeah, can I get a quarter pounder with cheese? Yeah. When quarter. people don't know where I'm from, they say that I'm from Minnesota. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's actually. To take you that. know, interestingly enough, Vikings related. Uh, the Canadian accent is very similar to the Minnesota accent. There you go. Yeah, excellent. Um, so Gab T S P P. God, I hope I said that right. Uh, asks: Have the Vikings attended any pro pageants in the game? And if I invited you to a pro pageant, would you attend and compete? Um, I don't know that I ever have ever attended a pro pageant. I don't believe I have. Um, I'm generally not well dressed enough for something like that. It's I would, on my to-do list. Yeah, I'd I'd love to uh, come and maybe judge and and see what goes on. I would probably not want to compete in a, in a dressing way. Players are way more stylish than I am. Yeah, that's for sure. I am not a stylish man. Yeah, uh, I asked one of the the artists that I work with how he would describe my dress sense, and he said effortless, but not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> so I take that for what you will. Yeah, I mean. What are you wearing? A purple, like a DC shirt today? Yeah, it's purple. It's purple is my yeah. favorite color. Purple DC shirt. So my daughter's favorite color is purple. Wow. You guys can be best friends. That's excellent. Uh, and I am wearing a Voltron shirt. Yes. Now I do have these hipster glasses. Yeah. Which gives me a little bit of street cred. Does it? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, for style. I don't know. It was explained to me by one of the more stylish people. Okay. Because um, the one day I described my own dress sense as homeless. Yeah. Um, but he said you can't possibly be homeless because those glasses are too expensive. Well, there you go. It's a good Cut, thing. That cutting we, fashion advice from the Your World podcast. It's a good thing that we have glasses coverage here. Yes, that is good. Um, robot asked. Should I, I kind of want to do it in a robot voice. Do it in a robot voice. Barry listens to Retrowave. Tell him to look up music by Comtrose. He would probably like it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what to think about that. Um, um, I am aware of Com Trues. Com Trues is very cool. Uh, I think I, mostly I've been listening to Dynatron lately, which are very cool. Um, but yeah, Com Trues is cool. I like it. Uh, I actually followed Robot's recommendation and listened to it, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. There you go. I was jazzed. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, Kaylee LaRocque. Did I say that right? LaRocque. LaRocque? Yeah. Kaylee LaRocque asks... Will there ever be a way to put coins in a savings account in a bank so that we can save up without spending? I know if I keep coins where I can see them, they tend to get spent very quickly. <laughs> I know how that works. Yep. Um, the Euro Bank is in much need of an update, and I'd love to see it actually be able to be used for something. I saw the suggestion once in the forums where we log into the bank and can deposit and withdraw coins like a real bank. I'd love to see it. I would love It would help people save to get much wanted items. Wow, that's kind of making my tongue twister at the end. Um, yeah, this is a really cool suggestion. It's something we've actually thought about a lot. Yep. Uh, we have a series of bank-related updates we would like to make. They are um, complex. Which are somewhat complex. I mean, if there's one thing I hope uh, you would all take away at this point is that you know development is a lot slower than anyone would like it to be yep. um, due to the complex nature of the game, the amount of time it takes to really put all this stuff together. But we, we do actually have some really cool plans for this. Um, there, there will be savings accounts um, and, and things to help you earn money on the long term. Um, things where you can kind of lock away a certain amount of coins for a certain period of time for a certain guaranteed return. Yep. Um, even a certain element of stock market uh, day trading type thing. Yep. So it's actually going to be really, really cool, uh, but it won't be for the next little while. Okay. Uh, before we hop on to the next question, I yes. just want to bounce off of what you were saying real quick. Yes. Um, I've seen a couple questions in the forums from people. Um, I'm not going to name any specific names because honestly, I don't remember them. Um, <clears throat> but that said, people have asked questions about developing certain features for your world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the question they've asked is, um, why is this possible in fish world, but not in your world? Mm-hmm. Which seems keep... a reasonable question. Yes. Um, so the really simple answer to that is that your world and fish world are two entirely different games. Uh, so the code bases for them are different, which means we can't just have a feature in fish world that we just rip out and throw into your world. It just won't work. Yeah. I mean, there's some really huge differences between the two games. The biggest thing is the the perspective of the game. If you've played fish world, uh, it is a 2d game. So all the kind of operations, yeah, it's flat, it's straight on. So any kind of operations to do with rotating an item or flipping an item or mirroring an item or shrinking and growing an item, um, they all become a lot simpler because the game is made up of vector artwork, which yep. is made at any size you want because it's it's defined by computation. It's not defined by the pixels. Yep. Um, and it's very easy to manipulate and store and whatnot. So that becomes a much simpler affair. The way that your world is made is is made in an isometric perspective, which is yep. kind of like a 2.5D. It's like it's kind of 2D, but it's kind of 3D at the that same kind time. Of 45 degree offset. Yeah, exactly. So everything's kind of made at an angle. So if you took something which is angled uh, the way things are in your world, if you try and imagine it in your head, and then you rotate that item, uh, it ends up at a completely unusable angle. Yep. Um, and the same way, um, you know, if you try to flip an item, it really it, we we can flip to a certain extent, but there are certain things that can't be flipped. Also, you know, absolutely writing yeah. writing will change and all that kind of stuff. So there's just there's fundamental technology differences um, that can interfere with that. Yep. And the, and the same thing with layering too. Layering becomes really complicated because the game has to figure out uh, where your character will walk between furniture pieces and stuff like that. Yeah. And how things how a big thing at the back of the room will layer with a small thing in the front of the room and how your character interacts with that so it becomes a very complicated um yeah like thing la- to do. i mean i think even if you just construct the sentence right layering a two-dimensional scene 
is simpler than layering a three-dimensional scene. Correct. Absolutely. Um, because the way that you navigate those scenes is far simpler. Like if, even if you just think about like layering pieces of paper on top of each other, mm. sure, that's simple. Yeah. Uh, layering three-dimensional objects in a way that makes sense, far more complex. Yeah. It's just a very complicated idea. Um, and, and we do want to expand uh, some of the tools to be more Fishworld-esque. Yeah. I mean, I think Fishworld's at a really good point where it has a lot of really cool tools to it. Um, and your world probably will not get to the same extent, but I think there are more things that we can do. We're getting there over time. We do have actually a decorator update that we've been working on yep. um, that we actually did test with a select group of players. The problem is that what it does is good, and the way that we were able to do it is good, but trying to explain what that specific thing is and why it only works a certain way is really challenging. Yep. Um, the specific thing is that uh, we, al we allow it so that active items, which are the items that kind of sit on top of things, like uh, plates and cakes and things like that, will we'll be able to layer either in front or, or behind of uh, static items, like kind of like tables and couches and things like that, yep. um, so that you can better ensure that things sit on top of each other. But trying to put that into the game in a way that makes sense where players aren't saying, well, why can't I layer this couch with this other couch? Or why can't I layer this cake with this other cake? Yeah, why tricky. can I only layer the cake with the couch? It becomes a very challenging proposition. So we're, we're looking a little bit more into that as to how to make that a little bit more intuitive. And yeah. that's why that update hasn't been out yet. I know I talked about it in previous podcasts, so I just wanted to touch on that. Nova Starlight asked, in our house, uh, we give each other Care Bear names according to the person's attitude, such as if my son were a Care Bear, he would be Toxalot Bear or Gabby Heart Bear. So what Care Bear names would you have? Gary give one to Jacob and Jacob give one to Gary. Um, I will call you Loud Terrible Jokes Bear. Wow. I'm going to call you not a very nice person, Bear. <laughs> That's entirely fair and accurate. Yeah. Or Fair Bear. <laughs> or Gare Bear. Don't call Gary Gare Bear. He does not care for it. No, it's you've just unleashed that. Thank you. Yep. That's going to happen now. Yeah, they're going to. That was that was that was your revenge for me saying that yep. about you, wasn't it? Gare Bear, milk bags, calling shoes, kicks. <sighs> Don't do any of those things. Everything that Gary hates in the world. Don't call shoes kicks and milk in bags is a preposterous idea and doesn't make sense. Uh, Moving you know on. Uh, just real quick on the milk bag. Ah, oh, God. I am coming to your way of thinking. It doesn't make sense. You know why it doesn't make sense? It is so prone to puncture. Correct. Like it, I went to the grocery store the other day, bags of milk just soaked in milk. Yeah. Stinking to high heaven. Yeah, they smell bad. It's hard to tell when the expiry date is if you don't yeah. write it on the individual bags. They're awkward to carry. Yep. Uh, you have to have a separate jug, which you may as well just have a carton in the first place. Yep. Um, there are just, there's so many ways. I mean, when I first, you have to cut like a, an air pressure hole at the back. And if you don't know that when you first come to Canada, you end up with milk spilled all over your table. You don't actually have to cut that air pressure hole. You definitely do. Otherwise your milk kind of, it flops. And when it flops, more milk comes out. Yeah, Whereas a, a carton is a lot easier to control. Yeah. Um, I mean, the only reason why you could conceivably want milk in a bag is because it's cheaper to package. So it's cheaper to sell. And yeah. from, and from a volume perspective, if you, if your family drinks a lot of milk, it makes sense. It's you, slightly more manageable for a child than buying like one liter cartons. Sure. Um, like it's a little bit less expensive as well. Like yeah. two gallon jugs are insanity. Oh, they're very heavy. Bare, sure. Barely, barely any humans can lift them. <laughs> I'm fairly certain. A small percentage of humans. Yeah. Also, milk bags feel weird. I don't yeah. like it. They're really floppy. Gross. Milk bags done. Okay. Um. Do you want me to read these? Uh, I'll, I'll go through these okay. ones real quick. Uh, so we got two questions, really the same thing. So uh, Sanchi and Lainey both asked, uh, can we have more mists uh, or fog cloud mist items in the game? And the answer to that is we're doing it. Yep. Done. Done. Uh, Lainey also asked, do you like Lord of the Rings? 
And can we have some Mount Doom type decor? I mean, it's possible in the future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we we saw when we did the Game of Thrones theme that was uh, reported to have been a, a really wanted uh, theme. It didn't do as well as we would have liked. And so we're probably going to have to sandwich in things like that in between popular themes mm-hmm. uh, just to kind of make the niche, get the niche out there. Uh, but I mean, we like Lord of the Rings in the office. There mm-hmm. was a board game that we had where there was a Lord of the Rings trivia game. And I thought, oh, I've seen the Lord of the Rings movie. I could totally jump in this. We had uh, leftover potatoes in the fridge. Yeah. That were actually labeled. What's Tater's Precious? I was going to do the voice and then I decided don't, not to. Don't do. do the voice. I saw the fear in your eyes. Uh, don't do the voice. Yeah. But yeah, this board game had the most insane Lord of the Rings trivia I've ever seen. I didn't know any of the answers and I felt like an idiot the entire game. So we yeah. have some real Lord of the Rings fans in the office. That's yeah. for sure. I uh, like it. That's about as far as I go. Good. Uh, Robot asks, do you scream on roller no. coasters? Do the voice. I'm not doing the voice. Do the voice. Uh, no, I refuse. Oh, Adam, you are refuse. no fun. <laughs> Apparently, I'm just a killjoy. Yep. Okay. Do you scream on roller coasters, Jacob? That's the worst robot voice ever. I wasn't trying to do a robot voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do I scream on roller coasters? Uh, not out of fear. The last time I was on a roller coaster was actually at a big Viking games company retreat uh, where we went to Canada's Wonderlands. And it's a terrible the- name for a theme park. Kind of. The roller coaster, like I'm, I'm a big person. And I was very uncomfortable. I was in tremendous pain. Yes. Um, and for me, I tend to avoid roller coasters. Um, I generally don't like things where you're not in control of them. Like yep. I, I, I like to drive in a spirited fashion. I ride motorcycles. I have, you know, I have a car, which is relatively quick, but in those instances, quick on the roads. But in those instances, you're fully in control of your own destiny. Exactly. I'm fully in control of it. I control of what's happening. I can stop at any time. Whereas yep. I, don't, I don't like the idea of being strapped into this contraption, which looks kind of precarious. I mean, the physics and the mechanical engineering make sense, but... You know, in in the in my heart of hearts, I, I truly question whether or not this thing is going to stay on the rails. So, yep. um, Smitten Kitten asks, my eldest daughter is very interested in pursuing a career in the games industry. Can you share us what motivated your career choice, educational backgrounds, prior experience? How did you come to work for BBG? Uh, and do you have any advice for anyone who wants to break into the gaming field? Um, so I'm going to break that down on my side very, very quickly. Um, my motivation for getting into games is I really, really love games. Uh, my educational background is um, I went to school for uh, business and project management. Uh, I also went to school for IT um, with, you know, a little code sprinkled in as well. Prior experience, uh, I've worked at game companies for the last 10 years. I think I mentioned that uh, in the last podcast. Uh, how did I come to work for Big Viking Games? Um, some guys that I worked with in the game industry who had come here were like, you should come work here. It's super great. So I did. <laughs> Uh, and it was they were right yes uh do i have any advice for anyone who wants to break into the gaming field uh the biggest advice and i have given this advice to multiple people on multiple occasions is you really really gotta love it um game development is not just a job it's a passion it's definitely not just a job um and with the relevant skill sets it's rarely the one that will get you paid the most i mean if you want to use your your it skill set and you want to make crazy monies you want yep. to work for someone like Google, you want to work for a bank or yep. some something kind of dry like that, you know, or move to the valley or whatnot. But yep. game development really is a labor of love for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and, and you really have to love it to do a good job for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, like on the project management side, you can go manage projects, as you say, at a bank and you can probably make like significantly more money. Yeah. But I really like I'm OK with the paying the I love to come to work every day tax. Sure. I wouldn't want to do anything else, no yep. matter how much more anything else paid. Yeah, so I, and that's a big thing for me. It's, yeah. it's like I oh, love what I do. I hundred percent agree. Yeah, um, I'll speak to uh, to mine. Mine was kind of an atypical story. Um, so I actually applied uh, through a local job site 
uh, for they were I guess they were asking for people to come and hand write uh, gift cards yep. for uh, for s- supporters of Fishworld. And I have terrible handwriting, but I thought, you know what, I'll apply. Why not? So I got there and I did the test and they're like, well, your handwriting is terrible, but they liked the fact that I had moderated forums in the past. They saw yep. that that was uh, on my own time, completely voluntary. Yep. So they liked that aspect. And so they said, well, you can do customer support for us. So I did customer support for a while. And then through a series of steps, I then started to do more content management. And then I started to do a little bit more uh, game design and things like that. Yep. And then somehow I ended up in here. So it Go was a, Gary. Yes. So it was a crazy series of steps. Uh, but, you know, the, the way that that happens is just by being really motivated and, and really enjoying what you do and, and trying to do the best job you can. So yep. I started right at the bottom of the gaming totem, I suppose. Yep. Um, I started in the same place. Exactly. And, I, and now we're pretty close to the top as far as r- yeah. jobs go. Being, so. And that's a very good point, I think. Uh, being comfortable with starting at the bottom, working your way up is good. Yes. Uh, so now we're out of time. Again. Well, you know what? Let's take let's take uh, two more minutes. Okay. So Anthony, uh, Anthony is our question of the week this week. Woo! Fifty cash for you. Um. So besides making suggestions and reporting bugs, cheats, and whatnot, how do you guys think that we as the players can better help you as developers? Um. You can probably answer that. You already cover this. Uh. For the most part. Mm-hmm. Um. On the constructive feedback side, do you have anything you want to add to that? Really. Um, just being as constructive as possible and really letting us know uh, what you find valuable and why would be really helpful for us. Make yep. sure your, your feedback is really well thought out. Yep. That's um, the best thing you can do. Better ways to help us uh, as both developers as a company. Yes. Feedback, strong. Yep. Yes. Um, help us out on Google Business as mentioned. Yes. Um, bring your friends into the game. Yes. Those are three big ones. Yeah. We got to have that support. Otherwise, we can't do it. Yep. Um, there's uh, a couple, there's yes, a couple more questions. support us. Yes, exactly. So a couple more questions. I just want to go through real quick. So I'm just going to bust through them. Okay. Screw the format. Okay. Here we go. So uh, Peaceful asks, will your world.com have privacy unlike the last one? Yes. Yep. We would, it was safe and secure. We wouldn't do it without privacy. Um, uh, Satan's helper, Greg, asks, does having themes in the store create lag? Not really. There's a little bit more data to load when you first load the store, but it's not really any more laggy. It just helps with organization um, and finding the things you want if we remove things. Satan's helper, Greg. Satan's helper, Greg. <laughs> um, Ava, Maria, Ava Maria asks, uh, in the past, there was an option when you clicked on a player to see what they're wearing. We're actually working on that right now. It's part of the outfit manager. Sakura Amber asks, is there a way you can set up a link in the gamer forum uh, to PayPal support to be a faster process? Uh, we will work on that, but right now, the way we have it is the fastest way. Yep. Setting up a bookmark is probably the best option for you. Um, Country Dude eighty nine asks, "Will Jess ever make me more snooker doodles? Snooker doodles? What the hell? Snooker doodles? What the hell? They're, is a snicker they're doodle? cookies. They're delicious. Really? Yeah. I think I think that was a made up word. Jess, make snooker doodles. All right. Put it on your make, list of things. Make to snooker do. doodles. Uh, Craze asks, "Will you have any plans to release more face shapes? Uh, potentially. Let us know what you want." Uh, Perfect Manners uh, went on to ask some series about a series of questions about the VIP program. Will there be support tiers? Uh, how, how will that look? There definitely will be tiers. We think a base option of a, a very low price uh, yep. that can help support anyone can realistically finance would, to support us would be great. Yep. And then maybe a more expensive tier where you get slightly more benefit from it. Yeah, um, we want the VIPs to have their benefits, but we also want to try and be as fair as possible. Exactly. Players. We don't want to make it prohibitively expensive. As for what the VIP program consists of, there probably will be free items every so often. New hairs, kind of like what Zing did but we want to make sure that it's sustainable we want to make sure that you know it's not something where we're like oh we have to put together new hair for vips here yep. you go we want to make sure it consistently stays something that's exciting yep uh rain asks uh how old are you gary i am 27 years old uh i'm never more handsome than today yep uh, thank god they didn't ask how old i am <laughs> jacob is 46 Jeez. 
<laughs> it feels that way some days. Yes. Uh, uh, IZYED asks, uh, can you have Viking parties on the weekends? Generally, we don't work on the weekends, but if we are available in our spare time, we can see to doing that for sure. Mm-hmm. That uh, is something that I am trying to work on more. Yes. Is working less. Yes. Uh, Mert asks, could we get a couple more Plain Jane avenues that have no limitations? Uh, yeah, we think we could probably do that. Yep. Um, they should be pretty quick to whip together. Right. Um, I can't necessarily get them fit into a theme. Yes. Um, but we'll probably just release them somewhere. Yes. Um, Pi Wild xspp asks what time period are most players on and when are the least on generally you'll find in games like uh, on facebook games uh, players are usually on in the early afternoons in our time zone and yep. usually least on in the very early morning as you would expect yeah often fitting the play like the the life schedule of most people exactly and one last question Mert also asks as i was sitting here drinking coffee which do you both prefer iced or hot i much prefer hot and I drink anything anybody will put up in front of me. Sometimes basically. Jacob drinks two week old coffee that he left on his desk and then complains about it. And makes it, it strong. Yes. It's funny every time. Um, I personally don't drink coffee. I tend to stay for more uh, soda related items, sometimes milk, sometimes orange juice, never in combination. It's a terrible idea. Yep. All right. Uh, closing question. We're going to share some of these on the podcast next week. Yes. So this week's closing question is what is your favorite yo memory? Yes. So the most memorable experience that you had in yo world. Uh, or Yoville, mm-hmm. obviously, because the game's been around for a long time. So let us know what your favorite Yo memory is, uh, some of the best times you've had, and we'll share those on next week's podcast. Great. Um, do apologize. We did get kind of tight for time at the end there. Yeah, we uh, talked which, a little bit too much about milk bags, and we uh, apologize. Well, we also got a little caught up at the beginning getting set up. Um, for those who had their player questions missed this week, feel free to put them on the forum again. We'll make sure that we try and get to them next week. Um, as I mentioned, we do pick them kind of at random we don't actually do them based on player name yeah uh so for the your world podcast i'm jacob i'm gary we'll see you guys next week <laughs>